This episode is sponsored by Be The Man Conference 2022. Be The Man Conference is taking a stand for masculinity and mental health this upcoming November in Miami. Be The Man is about becoming a better father, husband, producer, and overall a better leader. So if you are looking to expand your skills alongside other amazing individuals, check out www.bethemancon.com. That's bethemancon.com and become the man that you were truly destined to be. Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Justin B. I'm here with Dr. Paul E. For those of you who are a little tone deaf, that does rhyme. B and E. <laughs> does that mean anything else? Is there something else that B and E could stand for? Break and entry. Oh, man. That's hardcore. <laughs> You know, I was just doing, I did a podcast with Tahir Dune and Dan Brisky, and Brisky was talking about dropping screws. That's what he's talking about, his implant days, dropping screws. Dropping screws. For B&E, B&E, man, a little break and entry. I've never met uh, Dr. Dune, but I always hear great things about him. We'll have to connect sometime. Have you ever broken in anywhere and entered? Uh, No. No, 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 okay. Not that I recall. (laughs) Plead the fifth. Yeah, maybe maybe when like my my teenage years, we might have broken into like some abandoned houses and stuff like that, or you know. Yeah, there's there's definitely stuff that's that's. I don't think we know. ever broke. It was like open. It was just an E. Well, we were just curious and exploring opportunities that were yeah. available to us at the time. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, man, I'm just going to get our question. We're talking about somebody wrote it. Like, what kind of like mentorship and, and doctor coaching do you do with your associates to improve patient care? So. So you very, very much experienced with lots and lots of associates, lots of offices. Like what, what did that look like for you in, in your position? And, and at some point, like we'll just bring up Justin was managing remotely. He was at some point, like he yep. had his practices in Canada and he was living in Florida for, for a good, what was that about two, three years? Three and a half. Three and a half years. So, so just take the mic. What, what do you do? Yeah. Okay. So I think part one of this is obviously associate mentorship varies based on who your associate is, right? Like not everyone's cut from the same cloth. And if people have uh, quite a bit of experience, sometimes we'll bring on folks who are maybe sort of set in their ways clinically and stuff. They're not, they're productive already. They don't need a lot. They don't need to do chart audits. They're, they just, they get in there, they get the job done for them. A lot of the mentorship comes in maybe in how to communicate and how to be a part of your culture. On the other side, you may have a person who's a year out or or more, slightly less, sorry, and those people require significant mentorship, right? Like you come out of dental school just learning the very basics, and I think that's the key there to remember that. So when I look at doctor mentorship, what I really want doctors to do, like unless you're one of those active guys who's like a strategic partner who wants to be all in and involved in the business, all we really want an associate doctor to do is do dentistry well. What I mean by well is do a good job, not only just communicating with the patient, but doing the work well. And we want them to do the work efficiently um, as possible without sacrificing any quality. So that's part one of what we want. We want them to do good work in an efficient manner. The other part we want from them is treat the team well. Those are the only two expectations I have for my associate dentists. Do good work, 
treat the team well. That's it. And so when we mentor them, the first bit is calibrating docs. Like it's important for us to throw a bunch of radiographs up there and treatment plans and just say, what would you do here? Right. That's step one, because now you can say, okay, well, they're great. Right. Like they, they don't need much help in this area. You can say, okay, wow, there's a lot of stuff being missed here. And you can develop a, a systematic way to train them up, customized for them. Right. You don't want to bore the dentist. The second thing is we have a doctor training manual, right? This is something that there's a number of other folks that had put together. We had seen these things from, from other folks, adopted those, added, took the best, leave the rest, added our own two cents to it. And we do have a doctor calibration, doctor training manual that we can use that's especially effective for docs that are two years out or, or less. And the goal is to do exactly what I just said ensure that by the end of this mentorship, they know how to treat the team right, treat, treat the team right and fit into your, to your culture. <laughs> and, uh, and then on the other side, you want them to do comprehensive diagnosis, treatment planning, convert and do efficient dentistry, right? So this takes time and you got to put in the work. There's no easy way around it. And if you listen to the episode on chart audits, that's part of the mentorship. You're going to have to go in, audit the charts on a weekly. That's my Doberman in the background. Clearly the dog is just pounding at the door there. So in any case, he's a little over hundred pounds right now. So he, we might just see him burst in here like Kramer from Seinfeld, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think your, your main goal is to take the time to mentor them. If you look at actually the number one thing that most grads that are like with three years or less experience that, that come out, they always say the most important thing to me is like mentorship, right? I hear that a lot. Yeah. And even when I put mentorship in the ads, they say the reason why I pride is because there's mentorship. Can you tell me what that looks like? And so here's what mentorship looked for like us in our Canadian practices. It's a little different in the U.S. practices, but it's, it's, it's just because it's optimized. So have a way for the associate to meet with you at a regular cadence. And at that time, allow them to ask questions. Also audit the charts with them so you can calibrate them and help level them up. That's part one. Two, Teach them about your office culture up front. And anytime you hear them interacting in a way that's not consistent with that, have the hard conversations, right? Like, don't just be like, ah, I don't want to lose the doc or whatever. I mean, dude, it's either the doc or the team or whatever. Either way, you're going home stressed, right? As the business owner, deal with it, right? Help them, educate them, level them up and how to, you know, communicate well with the team and, and assimilate in the, the culture that you've created. But so, so do that. Recommend courses and programs for them. Like you can't sit there and teach them everything. So if you can't afford to, and even if you can't, maybe it makes sense for you to give them a little bit to go spend some money on a course or a program, right? That might be a course that teaches them how to diagnose and treatment plan productively, like Productive Dentist Academy, or I haven't attended, but I've heard great things. It may be a John Coyser Spear course where they're learning how to do comprehensive uh, treatment planning as well as cosmetic procedures. It may be a surgical course overseas where they get to place a bunch and come back of, and place a bunch of implants and, and start doing those in your practice. Whatever they want to learn more about, ask them what their interests are and then nurture those interests, right? Encourage them to invest in themselves. If you do that, that's good leadership, right? Because that investment in themselves is going to pay off for them, whether they stay there or not. It's going to be something that they can take with them forever, right? And so my, my big thing is like that associate should be spending money on themselves, right? So those are the, those are the top things. Then if you're a bigger group, I would have some sort of like centralized function. Like for us, we just use the WhatsApp group chat and we had all our doctors on it. So no matter what office they were at, they would post something. They'd quickly shoot a photo. They'd shoot a photo of the patient's mouth or whatever. And, and they would just send it off to the docs. Within minutes, there's always some doc at some practice, you know, giving an answer to what they think is going on. And so they really loved that because it was like, you can't always be in the same practice as them, right? 
So that's important to do that. And I think it's just time and effort. There's no easy way, right? They say it takes a village to raise children. Well, it doesn't take a village to like create a, a great associate or a great doc, but it does take you at least, at least a couple of hours a month to put in and devote to that doctor in order to level them up. Yeah, I like that you say all that stuff because I think a lot of people just think they're going to get an associate and they're like, oh, I've heard these associate horror stories. Oh, I can't do that in my practice. That's, they'll never do dentistry like me. And, and, and I always want to ask those people, like, do they have the associate horror stories? And I've, I've had, I've had a bad associate and I'm sure you've had bad associates as well. Mm-hmm. And, and not bad, but not, maybe not the, the most optimal associates, I would say. The thing is, is that the people that are having these like horrible stories are often the people that are just like, they're just relinquishing all control, just letting them do whatever they want. They're not oversighting at all. They're not giving any kind of feedback. They're not asking any questions. So for me, as, as far as if I had to give some tips in this is that, to establish a regular meeting cadence, and, and am I always doing this at my practice? No. Okay, I'm guilty. I'm like everybody else. But I think it's really important when you have an associate to to be upfront about the expectations about the mentorship and what that means to you as the owner and what that means to the associate because it means different. I have four different associates and, and, and three different specialists that come in now. And everybody wants it a little bit different, you know, and, and for one associate, it's, he, he likes to ask questions and I'm just available whenever he has questions on cases. And sometimes he'll say, can you come in and look at this in the patient's mouth for me? I said, is that cool? Like, is I don't want to like step on your toes. He's like, yeah, come look. I just told the patient I'll have you come look. It's no big deal. So that's, that's what it is for him. And then I have my, my other associate, my first associate, and she was just very, um, she wanted the mentorship, but then sometimes like you got to walk that line between, overstepping and giving them autonomy. Cause at the same time we want to mentor them because we've been doing this much longer than them. But at the same time, we don't want to feel that make them feel that they're under the microscope the whole time. And that we're overshadowing every, every, everything they do is going to be looked at by another set of eyes and, and they have no autonomy and we're going to be judging everything. So that's a line you got to kind of walk with your associates, but that just comes down to saying, Hey, how can I support you? How can I help you? What do you need help with? What do you want to know more about? Like you mentioned, what kind of CE do you, do you want to go take? I think another part of it for me in my experience with my associates was getting them to push their limits a little bit to, to get out of this timid dental school mentality that you don't have the skills to perform more complex things. Because I assure you that you, when you did that first class one filling, you didn't have the skills at that point. I don't care how many type of dance you worked on. You just weren't ready for it. You just had to jump in and, and learn as you go. Now, I'm not saying being cavalier and doing crappy treatment and not getting the proper training, but pushing them to take, you know, bigger on bigger surgical things. And I, I can't tell you how many times, like I live about seven minutes from my practice. They're like, I don't know. I don't know. Just do it. You can do this too. Just take it out. You're not going to be here, but I will bail you out. You know what? I will put a reminder in my schedule. And if you need me to call, call me, I will come in from home and I will bail you out. I've never had to do it. Because it's always worked out because the, the fact of the matter is, is it might be hard. It might be a tough extraction, but you can do it. So that's always been a big thing for me is pushing them to do, to do more because I felt like when I was mentored as an associate, not by my owner, but by another a dentist that was also an associate there, that's what it was. He, he said, you can do this, man. Do it. No, just try it. I'm right here. I'm right here for questions. And, and, and I think that's the best part of mentorship if you find a really good office to work for is that the owner or the mentor is very accessible they're not a jerk and they will be available to answer your questions because that's how we learn. We learn from getting stumped. We learn from getting burned and we learn from asking questions and, and finding new answers and new ways to approach things. So 
Anything else you just want to quick briefly add on that, Justin? We're kind of coming up on time, but just a, I think that's great, Paul. You touched on like two really good points. Like one of them is like basically someone who pushes you past your comfort zone. That's huge. And I had that early on and it was a it was a big deal. And then the other is somebody who's there to bail you out who says, Hey, look, we all make mistakes. It's not like, oh crap, are you serious? You broke those roots off. Like, what do you probably put you know? There's dentists out there who just think their shit doesn't stink and they're like God's gift to uh, humanity based on their, you know, the work that they produce. Right. And I wouldn't work for somebody like that because they're, they're not going to help you much. It's just going to put you down. They make you feel bad. Right. You want to work with a human being who has, uh, has some decent emotional intelligence, who has some empathy for you. And good news is the vast majority of docs out there, you know, uh, that I've met are like that. Right. So just, just be careful where, who you take your associate position with and Talk to them about these things, right? Like, well, what happens if I break roots? What happens if, if I can't, you know, complete a surgical procedure? Like, will you be able to help me with that? Don't be afraid to ask that. Like, that's a legitimate thing. I'd recommend that that you do that. And I really appreciate you talking about someone there to bail you out because we all need it from time to time. Yep, yep. And I just thought of another B&E, like when we're talking about root tips, breaking and extracting. Ah, I like that. How about Bert and Ernie? I'm going to be texting you like tonight at like 930, just another one. I'm like, just got another one, got another B&E. All right, listeners, uh, send your questions, info at dentalbusinessmentor.com and check out www.dentalbusinessmentor.com for more of our content, over 200 videos on just everything from scheduling to reducing cancellations to phone skills to treatment presentation, everything you need to run an amazing practice. Please check that out. Just $179 a month. Take care.